This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Good evening and um, and welcome to a, a Millwall calling. Um, I don't want to call it a special, a, um, a tribute show. Um, uh, it's definitely one show um, I don't think, I definitely didn't think I would ever have to do and mention the words I'm going to mention shortly. And to be fair, um, we were thinking about possibly doing a show last night and thought, no, to be fair, none of us could really get our heads around it. Um, and we undenied about it all day today, but looking across Twitter um, and obviously people going to the club to sign the book of condolence, um, players, uh, ex-players, just thought that this could be a good way for um, Millwall fans with their stories to be able to share it um, and just put it out. We are going to um, stick this out as a podcast um, and obviously make it available there. We can't really make it available on YouTube because there's just um, no real, no real um, way of doing that properly, to be fair. But yesterday we got the sad news um, that unfortunately our chairman, John Berylson, um, sadly um, lost his life in a tragic accident. And that news came out from the club and then obviously was picked up by various media outlets. What I'd like to do from the start is say, tonight's show isn't about, you know, any questions about what happens next or, you know, what's going to happen to the club and all of that, lot, because that's for a later show. Right now, this is just about remembering John, sharing some stories, what people have, um, and just, you know, putting there that, you know, anyone who knows John can listen, any Millwall fan can listen to this and listen to what he meant to us as individuals. I left some stories, I, I, you know, I wasn't best mates with John in any, any shape or form, and I'm never going to pretend I was, but... Yes, I've had, you know, um, phone calls and, and conversations and meetings with him over my time. And I just think that he was a, a genuine, nice bloke who, as far as he was concerned, he was just one of us. Uh, you know, um, someone of his stature walking around the stadium freely on match day, um, shaking hands, having selfies, and he never really thought that he had any fame. As far as he was concerned, he's just a Millwall fan. He's just, you know, he's just looking after our club. And you, you used to always say, I'm just looking after it, doing the best I can for it. Um, I've been absolutely cacking myself all day when we decided that we'd do this show. Um, those of you requesting, I will keep in. Just to know, if, if I don't necessarily recognise your account, um, I will 
double check, so we might be a bit slow for thingy. People have been on shows before, we'll get you in. Um, but this is just really about um, stories and all that. Um, Alex, um, Gracie, do you want to come in? Because I know you're at work and you just want to say something before um, running off. So you might as well um, you might as well go first, fella. All right, Mick. Um, I thought that was a really, really good intro, mate. I thought you'd done that really, really well. Um, no, look, I think all of us were in great shock last night when that message come through. Um, when, when we saw that statement, uh, you know, I, I for one couldn't actually believe it. Um, it's numb. It, it's a numb feeling. Of course it is. Um, you know, for me being on both sides of this as, as a supporter and as a, as a reporter, you get the different views and the different angles of it. Um, but what more can you say about someone who is just a legend of a man, a legend of everything to do with that football club? Um, you know, I think I said it to you earlier, didn't I, when we were talking, the, the, I think the one word you could use to describe his whole reign technically is, is consistent. The man was consistent in everything he did. You know, he was consistently loyal. He was consistent. He backed everyone that was at that club. Um, you know, six managers in 17 years. You know, it's... The man knew how to look after a football club. He knew how to run the football club. Albeit, yeah, I know he's got help for people doing it, but he was the man. You know, he was a man at the top. He saved the football the reason we still have a football club to support is because of the job that he's done, no, uh, totally the backing agree. he's given, you know, a hundred million pounds of his own money put into the football club. It's, it's, it's very rare. You get an owner. No, um, I, I, I get that. But I mean, that did you delivers what he's delivered? You know, you've seen it with other clubs. You've seen it with clubs that are on the verge of going out of business. You know, the ones like South end, for instance, yeah, Charlton, but... the difficult owners did you but you've never seen did you actually I don't think any EFL him? club you know and from anyone that I've been to that any EFL club that had a bond between the supporters and the owners that that John Berylson had with Millwall fans I I struggle to see another club that's had that rapport okay, uh, yeah. between the two oh. you know I, th- I think we said it in a statement last night didn't we what you know he was the the example of just a genuinely fantastic owner of a football club um, <clears throat> and what anyone thinks and says and, and delivers. I mean, you've seen the comments today from yeah, no, no. from Sean Hutchinson, from Gary Rowett as to what he mm. did for them personally. I heard Steve Morrison last night as well on TalkSport. There's Have you no got one any, Alex? had anything bad to say and I think that's what... Alex, Gary did you have any echoing was really in in his message from the club earlier? It's just Can you hear me, Alex? It's numb, it's a numb feeling. I don't think anyone thought or I don't think anyone's ever thought of what post Berylson era would be like. Uh, we've never had to think about it because we've never wanted to. So no, look, I think it's 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 definitely something that's gonna rock the football club. Um and any success going forward, look, it it will be 
his legacy. No, um, okay. Alex, I'll get and we Alex. have to do it for him, and we have to do it um, in his memory. And whatever happens next happens, but one thing that will never be forgotten will be what John Berylson did for Millwall Football Club. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you don't get paid by the word, mate. Um, I'm going to get Dave in and then I'll come to obviously oh, you there? Where are you gone? Uh, Stephen um, and and Ben, I'll um, I'll come back to you two in a sec. Let's just get Dave in, who's um, who's standing in, who's uh, who wants to speak. Dave, you're um, you're onto the Millwall calling, fella. Um, give us um, one of your experiences, maybe meeting John or what John meant to you. Yeah, evening, lads. I'm really uh, glad you've done this tonight. It must have been hard to um, sort of consider doing it, but uh, it's great. Not to... sure quite what's happened to Mick there. Um, Stephen, we want to throw to you, mate. Go on, Dave. I'm not quite. Go. I'm not quite sure what's happened there, Alex. But Mickey was coming through, and Dave, do you want to just carry on, mate? Yeah, Go thank on. you, lads. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just um, I mean, I'm I'm in a bit of a guilt thing. I think the last time I called in, I sort of uh, sort of asking, what's he going to do with the money? Is he going to put some more in? And uh, I think the more I've sort of learnt today about the man himself, and it's unfortunate when people pass, you seem to find out a lot more about them than when they're alive. And um, I mean, some of the tributes I've heard from journalists, ex-players. I mean, no one's got a bad word to say about this man. I mean, he was. <laughs> I mean, I was a bit tearful this morning, to be honest with you, boys. You know, it's, uh, you know, I just don't think it's ever going to be the same without him. Um, I think what the man said earlier, he said about, you know, what a, a chairman. He was a chairman that everyone would want as a chairman. You know, he was Absolutely. he was real. He was he was proper. He was he was with the fans. And I think, you know, I think we don't like a lot of people at Mill. Let's be fair. Even with ex-players coming down, but he loved us, and I think we loved him. Yeah, no, I think I, I, I think um, you're spot on there, Dave. Absolutely. I mean, he is a um, he was liked by everybody. I mean, some of the comments online you've seen and that, which we're we're going to in a in a bit as well. But um, thanks, Dave, for that. Um, uh, ben, do you want to come in and say something? Because I know you've got to shoot off in a bit as well, mate. Um, what was it you'd like to say, fella? Yeah, cheers, mate. I mean, ju- ju- just from me, I-, I don't have a story. I, I wasn't lucky enough to-, to meet Mr. Berylson, but I think Alex summed it up, really. It- it- it's such a-, a strange feeling. It's just a feeling of-, of numbness. And similar to Dave, I think we were all genuinely quite emotional. And I think as Millwall fans, that's probably the-, the highest compliment you could ever give someone who's not another Millwall fan or you don't don't know personally. Um so for me, Mick, it's just about saying thank you to, to Mr. Berylson for everything he's done for us over the last few years. Um, yeah, look, I, I think every single football club in the country would want a chairman like John. Um, we never had to worry about what tomorrow meant for Millwall because we were run in the correct way. And I think in this day and age with football owners taking the piss out of clubs and fans. Um, I think that's the highest compliment you could could pay to a football owner. And as I think we've all seen on social media over the last few days, I haven't seen a single bad word said about the man. From I don't any, think you will. 
No, honestly, and from, no, from, from, no. from any outlet. And the, the stuff that Steve Morrison said, again, got me quite emotional. He was that man that, that Steve rang, that Mono rang when he was coming back to Mill, when he was at Mill, when he left Mill. And again, just a, a tribute to what a fantastic bloke Mr. Belson was. So, yeah, for me, Mick is just about saying thank you for everything he does. And look, I hope, I hope the squad, the team and the fans can, can do him proud this season because I don't think... Well, I hope he knew what we all thought of him as our chairman and certainly in my <laughs> lifetime he'll be, be probably be the best we'll have I think he did to be fair um, and Stephen I'll, I'll bring you in two secs mate I think he did to be fair I mean um, my thoughts of him and um, talking to him on numerous amounts of times and, and I'll go through some of the bits and pieces what you know my stories with him and stuff um, which are you know slightly different to some of your guys but my um, my first meeting with John was when um, the regen battle was was starting, and um, me and Paul Turner just just wanted to meet um, meet JB really just to to let him see us and and know that we weren't a couple of lunatics. Um, basically, you know, trying to start a coup, which we weren't. We just wanted to start something against Lewisham. So um, we managed to get an email to him and we never in a million years thought that he was going to meet us. And then all of a sudden he agreed and he said, um, I'm at Duke's hotel behind, uh, I think it's behind the Ritz. Um, And uh, he said, come and meet me. I'm, I've got a little while before I've got dinner with the directors end of season, come and meet us. And my first encounter with JB was at Duke's, which is um, a boutique hotel, quite a posh boutique hotel who are famous for making vodka drinks. And we were drinking um, vodka and passion fruit, freshly made out of um, fresh passion fruit. And we probably had you know, one or two too many when he was going into a, a director's dinner where maybe he needed to um, have his head about. But no, I, I, it, it was it was a it was a great meeting, and from there, you know, we went on from there and whatnot. Um, and there's a few more stories along the way. But I, I found John to be um, very proud, very um, moral guided. Loved his family, um, loved our club, considering that, you know, he came to our club without a clue. Um, and he just he didn't really know anything about football, learned a lot from Kenny Jacket. And then, as the saying goes, he just he just got the Millwall bug. Um and those of us who know that, you, you know, it, once it gets you, it doesn't let go. And he would always talk about Millwall to people or, he'd, you know, he'd phone people and he'd have conversations about Millwall and he'd talk about things. And the way he'd talk to you is if, you know, he knew everything about it. He watched every game, spoke to managers after games. He, 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 was, he was more than a chairman for, for namesake. He was, he came as a, you know, he came as a stranger and and become a massive fan. So, you know, he, he definitely was 
um, one of our own, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, Stephen, what, what's your thoughts, fella? Remember, if any of you do want to come on, just press the um, the bottom left-hand corner where you'll see a microphone. You need to be on a, a mobile phone, but just press the request to speak button. And, um, Mickey, and can you can I just, uh, just got to go. Uh, can I just, just say one thing? Uh, before, I know you'll probably go talk about this later, but um, I'm just wondering what sort of ideas did you think were sort of a, a, a tribute to, to John? Well, you see, John um, was... You know, John was... John was very. He, he wasn't for all that that razzmatazz. I mean, there was, I know no, that it was speculated no. that the training facility um, should be named after him, and he was like, "No, no, 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 yeah. I didn't want any of that." I don't necessarily agree with um, naming the North Stand purely because the North Stands for away fans. I don't think that's an appropriate. Um, no, we don't want them. We don't want them using these uh, no. names, sort of thing. You I, know what I mean? I, honestly, yeah. I personally um, something what has been, you know, said um, on half about the training facility. I think that would be great. But again, no real fans will be able to get there. I personally agree with um, what Neil Fisler said on up to Mill today that, you know, the Docker stand, yes, it's got a history to us, but it's not, it, it's, it would be great if that could become the John Berylson stand. To be fair, I haven't got an issue with, you know, um, the JB stand or the JB stadium or, 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 you know, anything along there. I do think that if we are ever going to have a statue, I think he probably takes top spot right now for, for that purely for what I was going to say, Mickey, I thought we're not, we're not a club that's had statues. I mean, a lot of clubs haven't we, and this will be our first one. And I thought, I mean, who could be a better person to have a statue of than no, get the man that stayed the club, I, you I know, if anyone's been there today and I've known people who've been there today, if anyone's gone, to sign the book of condolence today, you will see how good a job um, the club. I don't know who's put it on. I know that um, I know that Billy Taylor's over here and he's not in Spain, and um, and Alex Russell's here, who's obviously doing the support liaison role. I don't know who's doing it. I, I've mentioned your two names because I know you two guys would probably have some involvement. But if you've been there today and seen. The care, the attention, the 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 way that's all moving and going ahead. I think whatever's decided, even if it's by the club, will be, I think, the right tribute um, for John. So you know, at the moment, I think it's it, it will come at some point. But yeah, I do think there will be a lasting memorial of some form. But at the moment. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I even had flags at half mast this morning, yeah, uh, Mickey, when I was walking past the train. And I just thought it was fantastic. I mean, they're not the easiest to get to, you know, and I just thought it was brilliant. But yeah, I just wanted to say that for so, um, you know, thanks for no, doing no, this because it's nice just to get a, get, get a bit of emotion out, mate. Because I can talk to my friends, but these are proper Millwall supporters, and um, yeah, it's a very sad day. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best, guys. And no worries, uh, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah, no, we'll be fine, mate. Don't panic. So yeah, um, Stephen, go on, fella. Thanks, Dave. Um, firstly, uh, just would like to pass on some condolences, obviously, to his wife, um, Amy, and, and his children and grandchildren. Obviously, you know, we're, we're talking about the impact that it's had on us as a fan base and a football club, but obviously they've, they've lost a, a husband, a dad, a granddad, yeah. and it's obviously a, a very, very um, difficult time for them 100%. as well. And, uh, and thanks for that, Stephen, because I've just remembered that I did. We spoke about that beforehand, and when I did that 
intro, I completely forgot to mention them, even though I was making sure that I got all their names correct beforehand. And yeah, I completely forgot. So thanks for that, mate. No, it's, 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 I think at the moment, I think Mickey, I think everyone's re- it's very emotional. It's very raw. Um, it almost feels like whilst we're talking about fat, like his family, it almost feels like we've lost a part of our family. Um, someone that's always been there. Someone that's, I'll you, that, that's, I'll tell you what I described him as earlier. I think I described him to you. I described him to Alex and earlier. It was basically, he's like that uncle. What you have at family get togethers and whatnot, who, who gives you the best birthday presents and whatnot, even though you might not see them often, but they always, you know, they always make you feel loved. They always make you feel excited. They always, you know, you know that sort of, that sort of family member who isn't mm. really your fam, isn't really a family member as such, not really close, but it's someone who you have a, an utmost respect for. And yeah, I just, yeah, that's, I, I think that's, that's what John is. I think, I think he's, uh, I think, you know, He's he's just he's always been there. Everybody knows him. He's a he's he's always sort of well. I mean, I, I was what about fifteen when he when he took over the club, and I'm sure there'll be other view other listeners that were older, younger, and have, have other memories. But John Berylson is he's just a he was just somebody that everybody knew how much Millwall meant to him, and I don't always think that. And I hope that, and 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 I'm sure that the other listeners will will agree with me. I hope he realizes just how much he meant to us and he meant to the other players. I mean, I, I met John a couple of times, nothing major, just around the ground, sort of said hello, thank you, met him at, at end of season awards and things, and and had time to speak to to everybody. But when you see some of the players, I mean, I may miss a few here, but you've got you know the likes of Matt Smith, um, Joe Dolan. Steve Morrison, Richard Shaw, um, Jed Wallace, you know, uh, uh, obviously uh, uh, we all know that Jed was at the ground Jed today. jumped on a train this morning, mate, and come yeah. down to sign a book of condolence, give his thoughts to people, obviously, who he knows in the club and whatnot. And then I think, as far as I'm led to believe, jumped back on a train and went back up north. Um, and that, that to me, that to me just shows how much of an impact that, 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 that John had on... On on him and and plenty of other players. Uh, I mean, Brian King was there today. The, the, Neil Harris, I think, has been there. Um, yeah, and that's it. The names, the names. I know that you know to us that those those people are, are huge figures in in our history. But that's how much they thought of the man. And I saw a, a lovely tribute from David Ford. Yeah. Um, 4D was was a good friend of his as well. Um, it's one of those you, you you sort of see him around the ground and you see how much he 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 loved he loved us and and we loved him mate and I hope he he knows that and and I'm sure he he appreciated the fact that the supporters as a, as a fan base we're often the villain um, in regardless of the scenario but but John Berylson knew that we wasn't the villain we were we were a passionate loyal fan base and and he did everything for us and and I think we we respected and loved him for that oh he would fight for and, us for yeah he, he would fight for us so 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 much it was unreal I mean West Ham the court case there he was ready to throw whatever needed to be done at it um yeah you know various various press what have you know, done us harm over the years. He's he's gone from banning people, getting people to be banned. You know, from like news organisations and that and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, 
you know, I mean, if it was led to him, Christ, some people would be really dealt with. But no, he he, he, he didn't take falls lightly, and he and he he didn't believe he didn't believe the the media portrayal of us. Um, he no. he knew what we were about, no, he didn't. and and yeah, he he went from there. Hang on, one sec, Steve. Let's just get. I think so I just, just just before just just before you you do that one before I forget I think the biggest the biggest compliment that I think has come if you can call it a compliment there are players that are in our current squad at the moment that have been there for five minutes and have have shown the utmost respect and made uh, some absolutely wonderful comments and there's people that known him for a lot longer and I think it didn't matter if you were part of Millwall for five minutes or part of Millwall for for, for fifteen years. Mm the man had time for you and he would back you and do anything for you. And, and I just think he was a wonderful, wonderful man. And, and as everyone said, you know, not a bad word's been said about him. And I think that speaks volume for a football owner. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, just a quick one, Alan, two secs, mate. Um, a good point raised on the, on a tweet by Terry. Um, it said, you know, he understands what I said about a North stands, but it's a point what I never really thought of. He said, but you know, if they were to rename the North stand, everybody in the stadium would be able to see his name above it because obviously if you've done the Dockerstan, those in it wouldn't be able to see the name. Um, but if it was the, the North um, or the away end, um, everybody would be able to, to see his name. So yeah, I'll take your point on there, mate. Um, so yeah, uh, Alan, go on fella, unmute yourself, mate. Um, what's your memory of, or JB or... Um, how's it going? Like, yeah, you're too bad, fella. Yeah, kind of echo kind of what Stephen was saying there, mate, to be fair. When you when you um when you look over the last sort of day today and you see players, ex players, current players, players that were on loan with us even coming out and saying uh nice words about him kind of tells you all you need to know about the man, you know what I mean? And uh I think that that's probably the most important thing in this bit. He weren't just a, a bit part chairman. This geezer actually cared about everyone. You know what I mean? So for me, that's a special, special um, mark of a man. Uh, when my cousin messaged me last night, honestly, my heart dropped. You know, it, it kind of feels like you've lost a family member. Yeah, no, 100% agree with that, mate. And that's that's weird, you because know, I don't know the geezer, yeah. but you kind of feel like you knew it, knew it. You know what I mean? So um, I think uh, the time that he had for the fans, you see it all the time. He was standing, he's taking pictures, he walks around, everyone clapped him, and our our um, what's the word like? You don't really see that connection with a fan base with many clubs and their owners do you really you know what I mean so um, yeah I think that's that's just the mark of the man that he seemed so approachable um, and so genuinely cared and I think he absolutely fell in love with this football club this mental little club from South London um, he fell in love with it and I think he just got it he just got it he, he did he yeah. Uh... Yeah, he, he he definitely did. So um, yeah, no, he definitely did guess. So yeah, um, thanks, Alan, fella. Um, no if worries. You, if you do want to come in, um, honestly, you don't have to be shy. You just click um, on the bottom left-hand corner. There's a a purple mic button. Just click on that. It sends us a request that you want to have a chat. Um, 
listen to stories or even if you just want to um, give your condolences publicly, um, you know, to his family, to, to whatever you've got anything to say, you've got a story about him, um, then we'd love to, um, we'd love to hear it because um, we are missing a member of our family, um, someone we took in and um yeah, he was um, definitely. I I I still haven't I haven't really fully taken in. I don't think it's still sort of it feels like a dream. So um, so we we'll see what's what. So yeah, Thomas, come on, fella. What do you want to say? Unmute yourself, fella, Thomas. Yeah, not too bad, fella. Not too bad. Go on in. Um, what do you want to say, mate? I mean, I, I never, I never met the man. Um, obviously, you know, I've watched and obviously been in, been in Yorkshire for the last what, since I was eighteen. But you know, Gary Routledge. You know, when I listened to his comments and Steve Morrison's comments, you know, they were like he did everything for his family. You know, that's what he did. You know, Gary Ryan yeah, said that when he was having conversations with him, he'd be talking to his grandkids, talking to his kids, talking to his wife. And it was like, you don't expect that from a, a chairman. You know, yeah, it's hard to deal no, with. No, you don't. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, mate. So, um, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's sadness. It is, it is, it is. So, yeah, thanks very much, um, Tomo. So, yeah, no problem, fella. Yeah, no um, worries, Stephen, worries. you got anything you wanna, you wanna, um, add to what's going on? Um, no disrespect to, um, the Evan fan who's, um, wanted to try and come in. Uh, I am. I've got no idea, fella, and I'm not causing aspersions to you. Um, what you want to say, but unfortunately, this one is is uh, unless you're known to us, this is more directed um, at Millwall fans, um, and uh, I just don't really want trolls in that, fella. So, unfortunately, um, you won't be coming on to speak. Uh, Millwall, to go on, Darren. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, fella. As I say, I, c- I can hear by her the way people are talking. It is like a, a death of a family member. You know what I mean? Not to reiterate too much, but it is. He was so well-loved, mate, as you know. He, he he had a heart for the team. And when you see him, literally, could, where I was sitting in, like, just by the director's, He'd look over, the old man would wave at him, and he'd always wave back, even if he didn't know who you were. You know mm. what I mean? He'd still wave back. He he was an amazing. I mean, I think the best chairman, well, at least in my lifetime that we've ever had. Obviously, I can't speak for before that, but do you know what I mean, Mick? Yeah, it's, no, I it's do. one of those. I do, I it's, do. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I mean. Um, I mean, I see Bomber um, 
in there and you know he takes the time out to speak to the armed forces lads when when we do the remembrance yeah. day stuff um i never forget we did um after the london bombing we we brought um you know the four millwall fans back roy uh roy Larner and obviously um three of the other lads who I know what your names are. Is, is that when you done the uh, kit as well? You know, like the armed forces. No, kit? That, that was stuff for the derby. That was years before. That was a, a few years. Ah, go on, go on, go on. But uh, the the fact that he just he just went up and at the time we were in the directors um, we were in the directors box and. Um, he just he just took time out on all of them and went up and had conversations with them and you know made them feel welcome and everything else and yeah he's just a he's just a great bloke so yeah it's um yeah. it's it's that beautiful thing about he always had time for the fans I think like I retweeted a, a quote that just summed him up so much yeah. it was. I can't remember it off the top of my head, mean, but it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, December 69 wall, or, or as everyone knows, we sparkled with popcorn. Um, he said maybe in the world he lived in was full of big deals, um, his statues, etc. He actually loved the normality of our club, the genuine passion the fans have. He took it all in. He loved it. He will be so missed. Um, yeah, and no, I totally agree with you. I, I think that's a, um, a lovely... Um, touching um, moment. Bear with me one second. I'm just checking something. There we go. Um, yeah, no no problem. I mean, when you, whether, you, whether you spoke to him for like 30 seconds or half an hour, he always had time for everybody, didn't he? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no worries. Right, Rob? Yeah, um, he'd have a half an hour conversation with you or a 30-second conversation with you. It didn't uh, matter. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Right then, go on in, Rob. What you got to say, fella? Yeah, I, I think it's echo of what other people said. Met my boy, had time for him, didn't know us from Adam, but got down on his knees, spoke to him, same level, big smile. Goes a long way. I think feeling a little bit <sighs> guilty today at different points, obviously wondering about the club, what's going on, and at the same time, remind yourself that, hold on. You know, we're Millwall family, but he's got a proper family. Uh, and that's been a bit hard a few times today, feeling a bit selfish. But, you know, love to the family if they ever get to know how much we feel about them. Yeah, no, I hope. Do you, know what, do you know what, as well, Rob, that's true, but you got to remember it, it works both ways. Look how loved he was. His family would love that. Yeah, I hope so. And, and I think we all would like to have that... Uh, Oh, oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? I, think I think it's, it's the biggest. As we get a bit yeah. older, some of us in our fifties, you often think, and I, we we lost someone not so long ago, and you pray for a big turnout, right? I mean, it's for the family, it's for them, and I, we as a club doing doing well, and you know, come the next season. But I, I just hope his family are feeling the the love, and you know, in their time of despair, they're actually. Getting the messages or will do in the next couple of weeks when they get time to. I think the club will. I think. The, I think the club will probably um, end up printing off all those um, Twitter messages. I think the condolence book will obviously be going to the family, and I think they will definitely um, yeah. get. To... Sorry, Mick. I found that quote, fella. Go on in, fella. It was. There were a lot of clubs 
who do things in spite of the fans and try to force their side rather than listening. I do listen. I learned a lot from them. Yeah, no, it's true. Oh, it's that, true. that just summed him up, didn't it? You know yeah, what I mean? no, I get that. Um, Bomber has, um, is uh, driving at the moment and he's got no real good signal where he is. Um, but he sent me a message where he, where he asked me if I can read it out. Um, and obviously you all know Bomber is that lunatic with a beard in a Navy uniform on Remembrance Day. Um, and, and yeah, he's the one who obviously um, took our, um, our, our queen to her final resting place as well. So this is a message from Bomber. He says, I'm absolutely gutted. When he asked me last year to see the Millwall badge on the inside of my uniform, for him to know about the badge and recognise me was humbling. He had time to come and speak to me and make me feel part of the Millwall community even more than I thought I already was. By order he was, we will remember him. And I think that's that is what um, what you know John was all about. John was just. I don't think there is anyone who he wouldn't speak to. Um, he 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 had time for everyone from you know, small kids to, to grown men, you know, wanting to shake his hand, um, wanting a selfie. He, he just, he, he, nothing, nothing at all was ever too much um, asshole. You know, he, he was never, um, he was never fearful for walking around the den. It felt to him like home. And I think that, Someone else of his stature, and you know, let's be honest, he he, he was a wealthy man. He, he's, you know, he's um, he he's used to high living and, and everything else. With obviously where he comes from and the communities and that where he's around, but he was just he he wouldn't care. He 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 would walk around the middle fan base. He would walk around without you know where where some people would probably be walking around with half a dozen bodyguards and all that he didn't his bodyguard was normally either you know it'd be billy taylor or maybe it would be um maybe it'll be you know steve kavanagh or whatever that that was his they were his bodyguards so because he just didn't need them he, he felt so at home with our fan base um and you know connected even though he's from but it just to me that just shows the Millwall fan base as a, as a whole. We don't care who you are. We don't care whether or not you've, you know, you've got a penny in your pocket or you've got, you know, bundles of money in your pocket. When you walk through the gates of Millwall, all we worry about is that you're Millwall. Um, and I think that's, that's what he did. He, he, he didn't care what you were. You were, you were Millwall to him and, and he'd talk to you, he'd listen to you. He'd, you know, and I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of walking around the stadium with him a few times when I was fan on the board. And, you know, some people talk to him, you, you know, probably absolute nonsense to a degree of what they were saying to, to, to him. But he just, he never stopped him. He never, he, he never stopped him in their tracks and said, oh, I don't want to hear that. He, he'd, you know, he'd, he'd hear about it, he'd talk to him. He, he was just a really good man around people. He, he, he was warm. He was, um, you know, inviting. He, he was just, 
he was just a nice bloke. And I don't think there's anyone out there that will have a bad word to say about him purely, purely because yeah, everything people so, say sorry, is genuine. Yeah. Do you know what as well, yeah? Just to bring this up, yeah? I don't think he'd want a statue. Yeah, I don't think he would either. I don't think he'd want a statue. Could you imagine? That is so not JB. No, I'll get that. I'll get that. It's so not, bro. No, I'll get that. You I'll know. We've got a couple of other messages coming. Um, Marie Wells, uh, absolutely gutted. Sending condolences to his family. You never gave up on us as a club. The good, the bad, and the very ugly. God bless you. Um, and also Dave, MSC. Once a lion, always a lion. We will never get another chairman like him, as many have already said. Always had time for everyone. A quick five-second chat in the car park was never too much. Um, thank you, JB. Uh, John O'Meara um, said, as a football club, we owe you a lifetime of gratitude. Um, JB, a, li- uh, a lifetime of gratitude, JB. Uh, and Tricky Ricky says, a rare finding football, a chairman that got the fans um, and the club. So, yeah. I think you you said something. He always, uh, you know, loved us, but he also stuck up for us as well. He didn't yeah. just get us; he stuck up for us. He didn't, no, he the, didn't come from our manor. He, he got it. No. He got the passion, and he didn't judge us on it either. He did. If that Everton fan who was trying to get on to speak is still on the group, um, then please just request because I've just had um, someone vouch for you, fella. Um, so yeah, if you if you are still listening, um, I wasn't being thingy, mate. I just didn't want to risk um, anyone coming on and just being a a nightmare. So uh, if you are still listening, um, or if anyone knows him and wants to tag him in or whatever, just tell him to come back on. Then uh, come back on and I'll get you involved. Um, but, but no, why, you, why are you talking about the Everton guy? Yeah, yeah, seen... yeah. Big clubs, little clubs, Bromley, non-league, my local, you know, little boys club. They're all sending tributes. I mean, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Fucking volumes. West Ham has, Charlton has, everybody has, mate. Um, some of the some of the things, you know. I mean, I spoke to a I spoke to a Leicester fan um, earlier in a in a podcast group, um, WhatsApp group. Um, chat group, what I mean, and uh, and he phoned me earlier, and he was, you know, telling me, and I just said to him, you know, what happens? And he said it will just, you know, he said you'll find that, and it's true, my phone hasn't stopped most of the day, and, and DMs and stuff like that. He said you'll find yeah. that other clubs will just be, you know, getting in touch or other fans and stuff like that, mm. and it's true. They're they the outpouring of love for JB. It's just mad, and I know that. There's probably a hell of a lot of people out there who have never had the opportunity to meet him. Um, you know, seen him, seen the videos, see, you know, read his stories, read his newsletters, everything else, but but never met him. But honestly, the, the bloke was just just genuinely nice. And there ain't many people in this world who were I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, I think that if you were in the business what he was in and you you were doing deals with him, I think you I think he'd be an absolute formidable opponent. Um, and, you know, I've seen him, I've seen him with the ump. I've seen, you know, I've had conversations with him. He's got the ump during the regen and other bits and pieces. But, yeah, I just, I just think the, the fellow is a, um, a genuine, um, a 
a genuine fella, mate. I just think he was good. Stephen, what do you want to say? Ed, do you want to come back in, mate, and give me a chance to have a glass of water, mate? Because, um, yeah, it's hard, mate. I think, I think one of the big things about um, John Berylson and, and the way that he run the football club, he, he tried and he did run the football club the right way. He... He kept us. He kept us on the on the steady path. He 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 did progress us. You know, it might have only been small steps, and I'm sure there's plenty of supporters that are listening that have, have come to games that have perhaps said, you know, maybe we need to do a bit more. Maybe we need to do this. But we have progressed under Beryls, and he did lead us in the right direction. And I don't think there's anything more you can say about trying to do things the right way than what he did the season that he allowed prostate cancer to um, sponsor the shirt and have the sponsorship all around the ground. Now, now we all know that as a football club that we are, you know, a, a shoestring football club and, and John Berylson pumped in a lot of money, obviously the, the £100 million of his own money. Now, it's it would have been very, very easy for, for, for um, John to to take on a sponsor to to help with the burden of of you know the, the of running a football club and the financial burden but he wanted to do what he felt was the right thing he wanted to promote a cause and help promote a cause that that impacts so many people and I'm sure it may have even impacted people listening right now um and I, I just think it just goes to show what a man he was because you know those decisions at that level, as you say, as as a businessman, are probably not easy to take, knowing that you're gonna, you are gonna take a hit. But he knew the right way. He knew the way to 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 run Millwall Football Club, and it's just it's just phenomenal. The as as everyone said, you know, the 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 words, the the messages, the tributes, the the numbers of people, the the football clubs. You know, I. I I often look at. I've looked. I've had a look at through a lot of tweets and a lot of comments on this, um, as I'm sure everybody has. And you've got clubs, you know, your Prestons of the world, you know, um, your Wimbledons of the world, you know, football clubs up and down the country that that realise that just what a man he was and how difficult it is for all of us. And it, it, you know. It just it seems surreal. One of the callers that that, that phoned in, I, I can't remember who it was, who said that he got the message off his cousin and couldn't believe it. Last night I was indoors, and Dan from obviously from the podcast messaged in in our podcast group on WhatsApp to, to the the message that Mill, the statement that Mill would put out, and and honestly, I I, I pretty much dropped my phone. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me and you it, both. It was. It, it's just it's, it's incredible, and it, it doesn't feel real that we're going to have a season without John Berylson sat in his seat uh, above the dugout, and and I'm sure we'll come on to this, and I, you know I'm sure we'll have other people and other messages and things. But if if there's one thing that that man deserves, that on on August the twelfth, um, Bristol City at home. I know the club are very good and I know that they'll do, they'll make sure that we do everything we can to show that man the respect that he deserves and the love that he deserves. But I cannot wait for for myself personally um, to be sat in the ground and be able to pay my respects alongside every other Millwall fan that's there that day, because I I don't, you know, words might not be, it, it might not seem enough and it doesn't feel enough, but I, I want to be able to stand there and, and say thank you to a man who's who's given me and all of us some of the best memories of following Millwall Football Club. Because without him, 
we wouldn't have a football club. No, I totally agree. I mean, there's a brilliant message from um, Matt MFC Dawson on uh, on Twitter. He says, "Don't be sad because it's over. Smile because it happened. We wouldn't be where we are without you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. We will always love you forever." Um, and that, you know, that's that's it. Again, listen, if it, our, our our tweet of the um, which we've pinned now to the top of our um, timeline on Twitter. Um, if you don't want to come on um, and you just want to leave a message, just go on there um, and just reply on there and post a message. We get notification on here and we read messages out if you um, you want to do it. Um, good evening, Adrian. Um, hope you're well, fella. But I mean, again, if you if you've got you know if you do want to get involved, um, just again just request to talk. Um, and and get involved, but yeah, I mean, another another thing with John, what used to always make me laugh. I used to go to the AGMs, boring, I know, but um, I used to go to the AGMs a lot, and uh, every every December. And one of the the maddest things is that most of those um, AGMs were um, he'd sit there, and someone would say something about. Um, no worries, uh, uh, Ben. Did you, sorry, Ben. Did you want to come on before you shoot off, fella? Oh, he's gone. Um, the, the, the strangest thing is, someone would raise up and go, "Oh yeah, but what about this?" And and he would always sit there and say, and he'd shout at me, you know, he'd, he'd point to me and call and call my name and go, "Mickey, do I ever take money out of the club?" And it used to always be the same. No, John. Would I ever take money out of the club? No, John. And and it was just it was just regular <laughs> in most AGMs it was just like why the hell pickle me do you know what I mean but he was he was he was genuine um, and, and yeah he was I don't know mate he was he, he was uh, um, sadly this to be fair I think going forward he will you know not having him around or not expecting him at games and stuff. Um, the last game was the season last year with um with him walking around clapping seems so poignant now. Um it's unreal and also um a few people have found a video we posted what probably a year or so ago now, um, when we played Blackburn after I think it was Blackburn after the COVID, it was like the first game back and he gave the um he gave the speech um to the fans. And again, you know, it's just heartfelt. It's not stuff what's been written down. It's just, um, it's just heartfelt. And and I feel for the people within the club. I, I really do feel for um, the people within the club because, you know, their connection to him was just um, unreal. And, and you know, I, I, I tell you some bits where they probably um, would tell you as well. Bear with me one second. Um, the East Block. Uh, go on, fella. What do you want to say? East Block. Man can bust toast. Just unmute yourself, mate, and speak. Hello? Hello, mate. Go on. Uh, yeah, just quickly. Obviously, you know, like a lot of Northern fans, it's, it's, it's hit us quite hard, which is weird because this doesn't happen with chairman. Um, but uh, obviously I, I'm quite worried about things moving forward but 
I saw an interview a little while back where John Billson was asked about what the future looks like without him. And he said that there are things in place and he wants to come to remain within the family. So all I wondered was, what sort of involvement does his son have with the club? I, I, what I'm going to say to you there is, um, I think that would be that would be a different show completely. Um, and that will all come out. But right now, he sits on the board. Um, what his involvement is, I'm not that well connected within the board anymore. And I, I don't really know the ins and outs of it. But trust me, within, within a time period, that information will all be made available, no doubt, by the club. Uh, and no doubt he will, you know, one of the directors will come out and make a statement. But um, I just don't think today or, or now... Um, is probably right for us to dig into all that in a minute. But I do think that um, he, I, I, I don't know what's in place. I don't know, you know, how these things work. Um, but once obviously I think it's all sorted, it will be, it will be explained and, and we'll all know more. But I think right now, um, I think we're just, um, we just have the, you know, the, the future at another point, not many to be rude. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, that, that, that's fine. It's just that I think where um, I think with John, I think a lot of us felt like we was all going in the same direction with him. Yeah, no, I think we will, and I think you know time will tell the difference. But yeah, we're 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 um, we'll see where that leads at a, a later point, and we will do a show on it. We uh, will get some information, and then you know the club will obviously give some out, and we will go from there. But yeah, um, thanks, thanks for things, Stephen. Go on, fella. Thanks. Yeah, um, I actually wasn't going to speak tonight. Um, it's been a really sad day. I actually I just got back from Spain, and um, last night I went out for dinner with my wife and came home. And as as I'm sure you guys do, I'm putting on on you know on my phone on social media, seeing who we might have signed, who we may be signing, and I saw the news about John Berylson, and it's just completely. I'm seventy. It's just completely smash me to bits um i'm so sad and you know we we do have to remember that you know someone's lost their husband yeah um children have lost their dad grandchildren have lost their grandpa you know it's kind of it's more than football um and i do get what the previous caller was on about and we will talk about that hopefully um at a later time I, i'm just so sad um, and I just want to say, I only met him once, and he said something to me, and I'm, I just didn't want to check. This tells the kind of guy he was. I met him at Watford, and I got invited to the, uh, uh, when when we played at Watford quite a few years ago. And I don't know if you guys remember, but it was when the time when I think Charlton went bankrupt twice, Crystal Palace did. There were a few clubs that were going to receivership. And, you know, I'm not trying to educate people, but clubs go into receivership, they knock all their creditors, and then they start again the next day. And all the tea ladies, the programme people, no one gets paid. Yeah. And I was speaking to John Berylson, and we just, I, I don't think he'd taken over very long. And I said, when you took over the club, you, it was a bit of a heap. I mean, I think they were virtually insolvent. They just took over, I think, from, I don't want to talk badly about people, but Peter de Savaro, someone like that, who was totally useless. And I said, why didn't you do, John, what Crystal Palace have done? And um, I think 
Brighton did it, Charlton, I think I've done it twice. He said, because I'm a Christian, he said, and I don't think that's the correct way to behave. And I thought, wow, you know, did he really mean that, what he said? And with me, the jury, the jury was out. This American's come in here, and every year he's kind of put his stamp on Millwall. And there's no doubt about it. I know we adopted him, but he adopted us. I've seen lots and lots and lots of chairmen. We have one other great chairman, in my opinion, which was a guy called Reg Burr. But I think JB has probably even outdone um, Reg Burr. Um, he was a super guy, and I'm just going to end with this. I think I told you guys a few weeks ago, I bumped into Jed Wallace in, in Guildford, and without going to the whole thing, he said, I still speak to JB every two weeks. And I think he put that on Twitter today. Um, the impact that he seems to have had on everybody that came into contact with him. And it's not, you know, you, really, you see all these big clubs like Man United when they're the fans are out, get rid of the ball and get rid of Daniel Levy and get rid of David. We never, we've never had that with him. Yeah. And we haven't had fantastic success. But it has been slow steps and we have improved every year. And I think we all should be, we've been so lucky and so fortunate to have a chairman for some reason has taken a, took a love to our little club in South London. We're, we're lucky and we're blessed. No, we and, are. Uh, we are lucky. We are blessed. And, and, you know, I take what you say about Reg Burns, but I think that you know, Reg Burns in his era was... Reg, Reg Burr. Yeah, Reg Burr in his era was a fantastic chairman in his era. But with sure. JB, you've got to look at the era of football and what football is now. I just oh, think yeah, no, that, I th you know, I just think yeah. that, you, you know, I think JB was just... He didn't... He, he just... He didn't buy into all this crap with football. He didn't necessarily agree with half the stuff that goes on in it. And he, you know, he couldn't get his no. head around a lot of it. But he just, you know, he, he he done it. He was very fair. He played by the rules. But, I mean, you know, he I think he had time for everyone within the club. And, you know, you, got, you, got, you guys know how we got slagged off. We get slagged off regularly on the media. Yeah. You know, if, if someone drops a plate in the in the canteen it becomes the news yeah, yeah, yeah. that all the plates got smashed he always stuck up for yeah, us. Always, he, always. you know whether it was a club statement he always stuck up for us I think we absolutely were blessed and all, the only point I was making with Reg Burr we haven't had a chair and I think JB has outdone Reg Burr we haven't had a, a, a chairman probably since Reg, since Reg Burr and this guy was really special yeah I mean don't forget as um, well that when JB was in JB was was in charge and obviously Andy Amber was here. Um he 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 allowed a um a tabloid journalist at the time. Well he was a tabloid journalist, um Michael um Michael um Calvin, what's his name? Um Calvin um to write the family book. Um right. and you know he gave him free access. He had walks and all. He could go in the dressing room. He, he he went, he you know, he went everywhere. He was, you know, he opened up the club and said, "There's nothing to hide. Off you go." Um, and you know, that takes that takes a bit of um, a bit of humph to to be able to do as well. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah. you know that that's that was him, I suppose. He he, he 
he wanted to try and make us more understood um, with the family book and everything else. So, yeah. Um, you know, I've seen players come and go and we've all been upset. I've seen managers leave and be upset. I've seen chairman go. I've seen our ground being closed down. I've seen so many things happen at Millwall, but this is without a doubt the most... In a way, it's it's been moving because it's made me realise what a great chairman yeah. he was. I knew yeah. he was, but I didn't realise how yeah. great. And um, it's made me realise how, how lucky we were to have him. I'm not even sure if there would have been a Millwall today and they had not arrived on the scene in 2006. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you there, mate. I totally agree with you. So, um, yeah, thanks, Steve. We've got someone else who wants to anyway. No problem, mate. Keep listening. Uh, Big H, what do you want to say, fella? Just unmute yourself. Big H, do you want to come in? Big H, do you want to come in? No? Stephen, do you want to come back in, fella? Not you. Yeah, my one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go on. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just... Oh, go on, I'll, Big H. I'll drop out because Big H, go, go on. Big H, unmute yourself, fella. Big H, do you want to come in, fella? I can't unmute you. You need to unmute yourself. Go on, Stephen, go on. I just think, I mean, Stephen, the other Stephen there is a, a prime example, you know, someone who's a, an older Millwall fan who's, who's seen so much go on at the club. And, and you know, it doesn't, it, you know, people like people like that that are speaking so highly of, of this man, it, it doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been following the club. I think everybody knows and can see whether you go to games, whether you don't, can see just how important John Berylson was to the to the football club. And you know, it, it's it's one of those occasions, and lots of people will, lots of people will, will you know will have fond memories. Lots of people will, will remember times that they met him. But it, it's just for me, I mean, you know, I set up in, in the top tier, so I don't, you know, not, not in the lower tier, but you watch him walk around the ground and you watch him, you know, the, the admiration that we had for him. But then if you watch the videos that they put out, and I know sometimes it's quite sad to watch them now after what's happened, but the look on his face when he's looking back at us as Millwall supporters, it, you know, he, he loved us, we loved him. It was, it's an incredible relationship and, and you know that the, the the person who left the message about you know don't cry that it's over smile that it happened and you know it, it's just wonderful um, that he he was part of our club for for as long as he was. Yeah, no, um, Rob Brazier, Fuzzy Burt on uh, on Twitter just left a message. which says, only time I felt like this was when Kitch passed away. Legends, both of them, but just shows you the affection that JB had from the club. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, let me just bring this man in because if anyone's going to know him, this man is. Uh, Adrian is a, is um, our kit man at um, at Millwall. Uh, Adrian, go on, fella. Unmute yourself. In you come. Just press the microphone. That's it. Go on, fella. Off you go. Can you hear me, everybody? Yes, mate. I can hear you. Off you go. Um, as you know, I've popped in and out over the... Over the seasons and had a had a little listen and because I'm an employee of the football club, obviously I sometimes I can't say things and can't oh, reveal. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it was, I was totally devastated. Um, just over the over today, really, you know, you 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 hear so many stories, you read so many Twitter feeds, you it's unbelievable, really, the the love that uh, this man had. Um, my my son rang me last night. He's in Spain with the boys, um, and he rang me about half an hour before the story broke. Um, obviously, the manager had been informed, and he sat the players and the staff down and told told them what had happened. And I can't imagine what that would have been like because I knew as soon as Jack spoke to me on the phone, I knew something was wrong and something he was going to tell me something dreadful. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I tweeted within within minutes and. Just the memories, really. Um, as we said, we wouldn't be where we are today without his contribution to our football club and his family's contribution. Because I think it's John Berylson's family's money. I don't think it was just John Berylson's money. I think if, uh, the whole family were, were fully involved. Um, but press one, of, one of your uh, callers just a short while ago, which really made me think that I've got to say something. Um, I first met John Burleson 2006-2007 and at the current time I was in between jobs before I'd become kit man and I was doing a bit of driving for Peter de Savry and it was in Peter de Savry's vehicle that I picked up John Burleson and drove him around Bermondsey so I think Everybody says, oh, Peter de Savry joke. Well, I think Peter de Savry had a lot to do with John Berylson coming to Millwall Football Club. Just wanted, yeah, to, put, I wanted to put that there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't speak a lot, to be fair, but over the other years, obviously, I was fortunate enough to get the kit man's job and, and um, the rest is history, so to speak. But, but I think what's, what's touched me more than, than anything today is the um, obviously most people are aware that I had a double lung transplant and I was I was out of it for a while and at the end of uh, the, just before kick off on the Blackburn game as you saw he walked around the pitch and the applauding the fans and everything and um, he came into the tunnel and he just came up to me and he said to me Adrian so pleased to see you looking so well and gave me a big hug. And that's the memory I'm back with, because obviously I first that day, and here we are talking about him after such devastating news, and just wanted to put my little personal bit out. If I asked. So, uh, Adrian, I, Adrian, I, 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 I appreciate you coming on here. I understand that you listen to us a lot. I've seen you on there and obviously I would um, I would never ask you to come on and, oh. and you know and get involved ever but um, I'm honoured that you wanted to come on today and obviously share a memory of John um, and, and you know let fans know the sort of person he was from first hand experience. I mean it's I can hear obviously the hurt in your voice and, and that and I just I, I'm honoured um to, to hear that, I, I, I know that obviously you've had a bit of a rough time with the, with the double lung, um, and you and you know you're fighting fit and everything else. But JB just seemed to know everything, though, didn't he? He just he he, he knew everybody who worked there's name, um, and he just he 
He just he, he was interested in people, wasn't he? He was he was a great people. He was interested in so much. I mean, back when when um, Kenny Kenny Jacket was manager, you know, he used to come in every time he was over. He would come into the to the dressing room. And he would speak to the players, and and he'd, and he'd come into the dressing room after the game and speak to the players. And, and I think what's been noticeable today is Steve Morrison, Jed Wallace, uh, Murray Wallace this evening, um, and a few of the other players, Sean Atkinson, and we've we've heard from today. And all of those players turned round and had said that they've spoken to him privately. Matt Smith. Um, a couple of weeks ago, apparently, he was talking to him. He was helping him with his business degree. Um, so every single player, I think, who, who has been through the doors at Millwall Football Club, even even those possibly as well that, that didn't have a great career or a long time, I've seen messages from, you know, back um, in Kenny Jackett's first couple of seasons when he used to bring in loads of loan players. I mean, Adrian Forbes, people like that, who, who only played like a dozen games for Millwall. You know, remember what a great man he was for a short period of time, and his 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 history. Um, he just got the football club, didn't he? And, and he loved everything about our football club, and he loved this country. I mean, many a time we would just be standing there listening to him because he loved the military history of this country. He loved obviously his own country as well, but he, he was so intrigued with the military history of this country and and the and the British people. Um, and that's why I think he found it such an easy place to to, um, to fall in love with. And that's really what you can't say anymore, that he did fall in love with it. Help for Heroes, he was always over. Doctor's Day, he was all over. All the big, important, special days, apart from during COVID, he never missed it. No, he, he, he was over for everything, you know, remembering today and, 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 and whatever day he could get to. Um, the finals at Wembley and everything else. He was he was always involved. He was um, an unbelievable fellow, mate. So yeah, Look, thank you very much. No, no, no. Absolute pleasure anytime. Uh, I'm just going to look for and see if there's um, any other messages. Uh, Miss Popcorn, I'm absolutely choked listening to this tonight. Unbelievable. Thank you. Listen, we our our show is um, is only as good as um, those of you who, who call in, um, so yeah, it's, it, it is one of those. Let me just check that I, um, Mar Maria Wells has, has left him another message. She said he made us the biggest small club in the world. No, I totally, I totally agree in that. Um, generally very emotional about this. This is one of the saddest moments I've spent supporting this club. This rival's losing kitchen crips to me. Rest in peace, JB. You will be missed. Um, there we go. I'll just make sure I haven't missed um, anyone else. Stephen, do you want to come in and speak a bit, mate? Just let me check some other messages to make sure that I've not missed anyone who's um, who's leaving messages. So yeah, I I, I echo. Um, I think it was was it Miss Popcorn. It, it, it's really difficult sometimes to listen, and and obviously to, to Adrian there. You know that story about. Um, you know, a personal touch of, of of John. You know, spotting him, speaking to him, and 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 actually having care and and meaning behind it. It wasn't. He, I, I know this. We know this for a fact. He wasn't just saying it just for the sake of it. He meant the words that he would have said to Adrian, and I'm sure other people. And it's very sad. Um, it, it is very very sad to that that this has happened. And 
I think um, you know there'll be there'll be this this will happen for a few days. This you know this isn't this isn't something that's just gonna you know um, you know a couple of days you know it'll all be forgotten about. John Berylson will never ever ever be forgotten at Millwall Football Club. He'll never be forgotten by the players, the fans. Um, you know, I know at the start of the of this calling, we we spoke about potentially what kind of tribute may um, or, or what Millwall can do, whether they name a stand, whether they name a, the ground, a statue, the training ground. You know that there's a there's a list of things that they could do, and you know John may not have wanted that. That may not have been his wish. It, it may not be something that happens, um, but. But I think the greatest thing that we can do and the greatest thing that we will do is that he will forever be remembered at, at Millwall. And no, I think 100%. I think every fan um, up and down the country or abroad, wherever you're based, wherever you are, I think everybody knows that that um, John Berylson was a special man and he'll, he'll, he'll never be forgotten at, at, at SE16. No, absolutely. Let's read some of these other messages out where... Um, they're on our normal Twitter feeds. Uh, Dave, MSC87, uh, listening to, obviously, the show, hearing everyone's stories and memories of JB. Been a very sombre day. Feel like I've lost a family member. Thank you for putting some... Uh, some we, we were debating whether or not to, to do it, to be fair. Um, we felt quite weird with doing it. And if I'm honest with you, I've, um, I've been the most nervous I've ever been doing a, a, doing a show since... Um, we've done them and to be fair i'm normally game for i love the live shows i think i think these types of shows are are, are brilliant i love these more than you know the standardized pod show um because of the i don't know just the excitement of doing you don't know who you're going to get on you don't know what they're going to say um and that was obviously no disrespect to people no disrespect to the evan led um until someone about you i just you know, as you, if you listen to these shows, what we do normally, I, I, I'm a game. I'm game to have other fans on and whatnot because I can kick them off really quickly. But I just don't want uh, to risk anyone, anyone like that um, coming on. So I didn't. So yeah, um, Tom J M Mill Thomas. I think I know Mill Thomas. Um, from thing he says, we are in Premiership, and when we do it, we're going to do it for him. Absolutely. Um, let me just see wherever, uh, if there's any more. Once a line, always a line. We never get another chairman like him. Yeah, but I've read that one. Uh, I've read that one. I've read that one. Uh, yeah, no, I think we're um, fairly up to scratch. Um, very emotional about the. No, read that one. Uh, and there we go. Janet Reed. Uh, I just wanted to say how lovely it is to listen to everyone's comments and stories so my son told me to say it it was a shock was an understatement i cried the emotions took over me he was a true gentleman i lost my dad and he was a true Millwall fan love to jb's family thank you um lovely message there um I don't know. I mean, listen, if we're, we're to about another 15 minutes or so, I think, but I'll tell you one thing what, again, and I, and I hope that, um, Steve Kavanagh or, or, um, 
Gary Rowett or whoever says this at some point just to just to prove I'm not lying with it. JB, um, I remember when I was a fan on the board and, and like Adrian says, obviously, you, you, within the club setup, you'll get information before, obviously, it goes thing and all that and, and other bits and pieces. And, and through the, um, the region, obviously, when I was a fan on the board, you'll get, you'll get phone calls from JB about, I don't know, something's happened. Um, we've lost in a, in a certain, you know, we've lost a game where we played badly or we, you know, we, um, we won a game and he's all hype, but he used to phone you at, it was all, it, it would, it would always be either first thing in the morning his time, or it'll be about, and they're, they're about 10 hours. They're about 10 hours behind in Boston to us. Um, they're, they're about, I think it's roughly about 10 hours. And, um, and they used to phone you, if it was something important, they'd phone you fairly early, but normally they'd phone you about half nine, ten o'clock our time. And I'll remember a couple of times where, you know, you'll get a phone call and they'd talk to you for about an hour and a half. The phone call would be for about, you know, a good hour, maybe an hour and a half. But actually, the only important part of the call was about ten minutes. The rest of it was just... Either him asking about you, asking about your family, um, telling you about his, telling you about his history, telling you about something else, history and all that lot. And they just, I don't know, just made you feel, I suppose, listen, I'm fucking nearly 50 years old, mate, but it made you feel special. Made you feel as if, you know, you were important to him to a degree that he was taking time out of his day to speak to you and, and you know, give... Um, an insight, but yeah, you know, they, they would be, you know, it could be literally talking about the loss or talking about the win at, uh, at Leeds or, you know, a loss where we shouldn't have done or, a, you know, a player, what we're looking to sign or a player he's he signed in the past. It, it just have loads of stories and he'd just phone you up and have a conversation. You just think like, this fella's day must be so busy, yet he's taken an hour out of his day to talk to me. And that's, you know, when you read the stories like what Adrian said, when you read the stories of the players that he speak to regularly, they just phone up and have a conversation. Everything else, it just—I resonate with all them because I've had phone calls. I was—I was privileged enough to be in a position where I had those phone calls with him, or the emails, or you know, the text messages and stuff. And and I'm grateful for those. But you know, it is for the time when when I was with him and I got those and, you know, I hadn't seen him for a while, but every time I saw him, he shook my hand and asked how the family was and everything else. And it's just, yeah, it's not, I just, I don't think it's really sunk in yet, but it, it will, it will surely, no doubt. Um, Adam, do you want to take uh, mute off, mate, and come in? Let me know what you want to say. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Welcome thanks to for show. having us on. Um, it's not something I normally do. I normally just sit here and listen, like, but. <laughs> yeah, I think most of you do, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, just want to sort of thank everyone that sort of shared their stories. Adrian, obviously, working in the club, it's 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 really nice to hear. And like everyone else has been saying, it's like it's like we've lost a family member, right? and I can only sort of echo what everyone else has been saying. It's like, I've never felt like this about anyone sort of involved in football before, uh, even at our club. No, no, it's, it's, it is really weird. I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, so it's a massive, massive loss to us, as we as, as we've all said. Um, and looking forward to that game against Bristol City. I mean, I don't get down there as regularly as I would like to, financial reasons and work reasons and whatnot. 
but on the on the twelfth against Bristol City, my boy's going to be mascot. Um, and obviously, that, what a day to be a mascot! Yeah, I mean, eh? obviously, it was never pre-planned. We put him for it the sort of tail end of last season. And, yeah. And obviously, he's going to be involved. He's only six. He don't really understand what's going on. Obviously, I spoke to him about it and just said, like, our owner's passed away and stuff. But to actually be able to, because I'll be taking him, obviously, to the pitch. I'll be on the side of the pitch, obviously, when, obviously, the players come out. And just that opportunity to be pitch side for what, what will obviously be quite a poignant moment for the club and for his family and for the well, fans. And it'll just be really nice to be pitch side to, to be part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, Miss Popcorn sits on on the front wall along that part of the stadium, yeah. mate. On the bottom, on the bottom west. So I think if you need any tissues, mate, um, for um, you know those cutting onions, yeah. mate, I think she'll probably have some for but, you. No, that would so, be the yeah. tough job trying to obviously stop yourself from getting because it, 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 it's so weird, as everyone said, just like how we feel about someone that oh, I've never met him, obviously seen him around and all the videos and everything like that, but he just he just oozes the understanding of our club and our fan base and and just we can only thank him really for, for, for the losses that we turn over on a yearly basis for him to to put his hand in his pocket and just write those losses off off of his own back. And obviously as someone else said probably his family's back as well. It it's it's massive and to have lost him in the way that we have is is really sad and really um, so I don't even know what, what to really say outside of that, but I just wanted to come on and, and just say a little bit, because like I say, it's not something I normally do. I normally just sit here and, and listen like quite a few people do, but I just wanted to come on and say my own bit, really. No, that's, that's Adam, thank you very much for taking the time out and coming on and and um, and and speaking about it, mate. No, it's, it's good. Uh, Miss Popcorn said that she'll um, she'll have a, an extra pack of tissues for you on that day. So um, Yeah, definitely needed yeah, them, I reckon. I mean... No, that's it. I mean, Dean Brown, I see you you listening in, mate. Um, I don't know if you wanted to say anything. I'm not forcing you into it, mate. Um, obviously, I know you've had um, quite a bit of contact with JB. Um, but listen, I'm not going to force anyone into um, coming on to chat uh, if you don't want to um, at all. But yeah, if, if anyone does want to come on, you've got... Um, a little while left, mate, probably about another 10 minutes or so. And then we're, we're draw this, um, we're draw this to a close. Um, we'll probably do another one of these, um, possibly, um, a bit later on in the week, maybe on YouTube, just to get, um, a few others who potentially want to come in on that way. Um, but we'll probably advertise that in case people want to come on, uh, and, and speak that way. Um, We'll see what's what, because obviously there are quite a different audience. What we have, we have a lot of people who follow us on Twitter, and then some only follow us on on YouTube. So it's um, it's hard to try and um, get to everyone uh, who we do. Let me just check some messages, Stephen. If you want to speak, let me just messages. Um, East Block. No, listen, I, I don't need to apologise. Um, I don't. I don't think your call was inappropriate at all. You probably missed the beginning part where I said that we weren't going to talk about that. We will talk about it at some point, um, and you know, same way as we address a lot of the issues, what you know, maybe others don't necessarily discuss in the way we do. We will. We will talk about it at some point because it's definitely a talking point. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think your um, your call was inappropriate uh, in any shape or form, um, and. I don't need to apologise, fellow. There, there is um, nothing, um, nothing wrong there, fellow. Not at all. Not at all. Um, 
MSC 1885, like I said on my last tweet, it really hasn't sunk in. The way most of us think of him, we don't think of him being a chairman. He felt more like a fan and a family member. Uh, he always loved to talk. Uh, he always loved to talk to the fans. He truly is like no other. Just double check that I haven't missed anyone else. Uh, a Pompey fan uh, has uh, posted a message. Respect on behalf of Pompey fans. John Berylson was clearly one of the genuine owners who cared about the community. Rest in peace, JB. Um, yeah, he was. He he he, he definitely. Uh, he was uh, no problem, Dean. Um, uh, if you wanted to just send a, a message, wherever Dean, I can. Um, I, I can quite happily read it out if you want, fella. But yeah, I mean, Stephen, um, my Stephen. Um, anything what you want to do before we look to start closing this um, down and getting it edited up for tomorrow? Yeah, well, one thing um, I just wanted to say that, that probably the last thing from me, um, and it's to it's to quote our current club captain Sean Hutchinson, and I'm sure we've all watched the video um, of him out in Spain. Um, I'm sure I wasn't alone earlier when Hutchinson made the comment about the cigar when he oh, said, I haven't, "I haven't listened to it yet." Sorry. Okay, so he so Sean Hutchinson said that after the Blackburn game. Um, John Berylson went up to him and had a cigar in his pocket and said, it uh, wasn't this time, uh, Sean, maybe next year, and put the cigar back in his pocket. And I think for, for Hutchinson, I think you could tell the look on his face and, and the way that he spoke, He was it, it upset him and hurt him to say that. It was upsetting as a fan to hear that because... The last moments that that John had at the ground was obviously in in, in the utter dis- disappointment last year, and I just hope, and I'm sure the fans will rally behind it. But I just hope that perhaps next year, um, whether it's Hutch, whether it's someone else who's club captain, can can perhaps take us to that point that they can have that cigar and look up at John and and uh, as as we take ourselves to hopefully the promised land. And and as I say, it, it's very very sad, and I'm sure. Um, the rest of the players would have found it as difficult as Hutchinson clearly did to, to do that interview. And I'm sure they'll be doing everything they can to make sure that the entire squad has a cigar at the end of next season. And hopefully we can do something special in his honour. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, we'll run through a few messages. Dean said, unfortunately, I never really got to meet JB only once outside in the car park after a game when he and Harvey had a photo when, um, when, when him when he asked Harvey if he had a photo with him, he just come across like a lovely man. We are so lucky to have him um have had him be our chairman, the best chairman in the world. He'll be missed um deeply. Um I suppose the way to end this would be I'd just like to thank JB from the bottom of my heart for trusting me and some others who weren't we're not anyone special. I'm not anyone special. Um, I'm just a, a fan who, um, at the time, the words I said to him was, I just want to make sure that with the regen fight, was my words to him were, I just want to make sure that there's a club here in 10, 15, 20 years' time so that my kids can go through the same level of pain I've gone through following Millwall. And he laughed and he and he sort of he, he got it, but he, he trusted us to 
to, you know, pretty much manage with no involvement from the club, one of the biggest fights we've ever had against a local council and a developer. Um, and I truly ordered that, you know, he trusted us to, to do what, um, you know, we got him, uh, you know, he paid for a court case and took um, someone to court for libel and won 45 grand. And again, <laughs> went back into the club. Um, and yeah, listen, JB, wherever you are, mate, um, thank you. Uh, thank you for, for coming to Millwall. Thank you for being a chairman and giving Millwall fans a lot of hope over the last 16 years and a lot of the good times, um, you know, the, the trips to, to Wembley, the disappointments at Wembley um, and the ups and downs, what go with it. But to be fair, there's there's been more um, more good times than, than bad um, over those years. So, yeah, um, thank you for, for all of that. Um, I'll just double check in the messages then I am going to laugh. I'm going to um, end with a message from um, a friend who is um, a guy called Dan Paul, who um, is a good lad. And before I read that out, thank you very, very much um, for tuning in for this. This will be going out as a pod. Uh, hopefully I can get it edited up and it will be out tomorrow. Uh, I am going to um, try and make sure that we don't have any adverts on it or anything else so we can just listen to it as it is. Um, I'm, you know, don't want adverts on it. I'm not looking to, to monetize or anything else. Um, and I'll do my best to, to, to get rid of all that. It might be um, the talk sport thing because I'm contractually obliged with them, but the adverse side of it, we're, we're eliminating. Um, Dan Paul wrote yesterday, 12 hours ago now, and this is, this is the final word, and then we'll go. We took for granted the stability and security this man ensured whilst at the helm. Whenever clubs were driven to breaking point, Mill fans could sleep easy. You loved us when we were hard to love and accepted us when no one else would. We wish you could give we wish you could live forever. Rest in peace, JP. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Once a lion, always a lion. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.